0: another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It's episode 99 of Stands and Fits on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Recording in the Carl Chevrolet studios. If you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, check out carlchevrolet.com, carlchevroletstuart.com. We're going to take a ride around their lot here in Ankeny or out in Stewart. Maybe if you live on the western side of the state or you live in West Des Moines or something like that, it might be a little shorter trip for you to make the little jaunt out to uh out to the beautiful town of of stewart we also want to give a quick shout out uh to our cyclone fanatic patrons you can check get more information about that on the the cyclone fanatic homepage. but this week's episode of stands and fits the cyclone fanatic super patron shout out goes to derek lilliscove derek grew up in the heart of panther and hawkeye country in eastern iowa and his parents went to UNI and Iowa, but Derek gravitated, gravitated towards Iowa State even as a kid because he loved watching Fred Hoiberg play, and he liked cheering for the underdogs, at least back then anyway. When it was time for college, Derek only submitted one application, and that was to Iowa State. He attended nearly every football and men's basketball game as a student, and even though he's moved around the country as an adult, he always makes time to watch the Cyclones. Thanks again for your support of Cyclone Fanatic, Derek. And as a reminder, if you're interested in becoming a premium subscriber, check out the incentives, including shout-outs like these, inside information, monthly Zoom calls with Cyclone celebrities at cyclonefanatic.com.
1: Derek and I share the the fact that we both only submitted one application to college, and it was Iowa State, so good job there, Derek.
0: Yeah, I submitted more than one.
1: I know, you you were being recruited. I I, I also
0: (laughs) went to more than one school, so that, that played a role in it.
1: Yeah, the old basketball career.
0: Man, shout out to it. What's uh, what uh, what's been going on, man?
1: More of the same. It seems like uh, for me now, especially the last couple of weeks, have just been same old, same old. Like for a while, it was adjusting to the coronavirus stuff, and now it's just I'm into a routine.
0: Yeah, it's just a, I mean, Bloom calls it Groundhog Day. Yeah. It's just an endless cycle of the same thing every day. Yeah. Basically, every day I wake up, I go for a walk, usually to Casey's, uh, near my apartment. i walk to the Casey's and then I'll get a Red Bull and uh, and something else. And then I, I barefoot walk...
1: Barefoot Moscato.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> and then I walk back and I just go like in a big loop and then I go back and I work until, you know, late afternoon. And then I sit and listen to Chris and Ross. Mm-hmm. And then I try and figure out what I'm going to do until it's time to go to bed, which is usually play video games or work yeah. more or just like... Twiddle my thumbs
1: yep so I, I i know i'm kind of spoiling this for later but you, you downloaded a new uh college football video game
0: yes yeah, we can talk about it later on
1: okay it, i won't spoil it then no
0: yeah don't spoil it well you we can talk about that later we gotta do our cheap wine though
1: we do uh so this so, week
0: yeah you got this week's selection i
1: did the story uh on this week's wine just in walmart um looked at the wine shelf looked for the cheapest label two dollars 50 cents oak leaf vineyards chardonnay and I, now I will. I will also add to this. Oakleaf had multiple two dollars and fifty cent wines scattered throughout the shelf at Walmart. This is the first one I saw, though, so that is why I got this one.
0: I imagine this is gonna be bad. I have no idea how. You good wanna it know way. how I know that? Oh wow. wait. Oh wait. Yeah, it has a lot of awards. Oakleaf Vineyards, two hundred plus awards, award winning since two thousand eight. That's that's a high percentage of awards. I mean, that's that's ten awards a year, basically.
1: Yeah, and and you think about last week's wine. I I don't think it was two hundred plus awards. So this is. But they'd won a gold medal or something like that. That's true. I don't remember what the technically these awards could be fifth place. We don't really know if it's a first place award.
0: Right. All right. Pour them up. Let's go.
1: All right. So, uh, yeah, like I mentioned, this is Chardonnay, which I, I I'm sure won't be as sweet as our Moscato was last week. Everyone was kind of giving us crap on, on Twitter after that episode for starting with Moscato, but we don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know yeah. anything about these wines. Yeah. Like, I I got what was the cheapest thing on the shelf at Casey's. Yeah. What do you expect me to do?
1: And you only had two options at that, at that Casey's. That's
0: what I'm saying. Like, what do you expect from me? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just walked into the Casey's. I say, what wine do we got? What, yeah. What's my choices here? We're not trying
1: to go out and find the best wine. We're just it's, we're just going out and what's ever available on the shelf. That's what we're getting.
0: Yeah. This isn't a quest to find the best wine out there. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> like, if you thought that that's what we were coming in here to do, then you're sorely mistaken.
1: Yeah. You must not have been around for the bad beer segment. Right.
0: Like, I'm not <laughs> going to sit here and tell you like, oh, I found the greatest wine. You know, go home and tell people I found the greatest wine. Yeah. You know, like, it, what was it? Oh, it was Barefoot Moscato. Mm-hmm.
1: It no, that, that's the best wine.
0: Yeah, that's the best <laughs> wine. up until Up until right now, that is the best wine I have ever tasted well, in my
1: life. Well, we don't know that for a fact. Yeah, well, we, we'll change that right now. All right, so I'm, I'm I'm doing the official swirl and smell. Actually, this smells good. It does smell good.
0: Ugh. It doesn't taste as good as it smells. Ugh! No, that's not good. It actually, yeah, the the smell is delicious. Actually, Ugh. it smells like apple juice.
1: It sm- Ugh, Yeah, that's it does. Real bad. It actually kind of tastes. Okay, I'm actually going to make this comparison. It tastes like throwing up alcohol, is what it tastes like to me. I don't know if you have if you have that alcohol taste after a, a bad night of drinking, and you I throw up. I
0: don't throw up. I'm not a lightweight.
1: Okay, well, I'm... Yeah, okay. I'm not a lightweight either, but... <laughs> In the past, when I maybe was a lightweight. Mm-hmm, right, right, sure. Um, yeah. So that that, has so that basically alcohol. So, you're telling
0: me you went home last or two weeks ago and you threw up after drinking a half bottle of wine.
1: No, no, no. It was definitely, it was, it was two years ago, not, not two weeks ago. <laughs> don't worry about it. All right. Um, but yeah, this tastes to me like stomach acidity is what this tastes like.
0: Yeah, I could see that. It's just like, I don't know i mean we got to drink it yeah we do we, I mean, we, we don't have, fit, an, we like, have to finish the bottle yeah we don't have a choice so we have like we opened it we have to drink it yeah so let me get the second but i just want to say taster. that this is absolutely terrible yeah barefoot
1: moscato so much better than this oh, oh my gosh man
0: Ugh. Ugh.
1: yeah i'm thinking those 200 plus awards those were like
0: tw- had have been 20th dip- place it had to have been a different wine Like, maybe they've got more on there. That's true. Because it just says for the vineyard, not for...
1: And, you know, I will say, I mean, it it might just be that it's Chardonnay and that our taste buds haven't, like, adjusted to the the more bitter wines out there. Maybe Chardonnay is a more typically bitter wine. But I don't know. I have never had good
0: Chardonnay to know. I would rather drink, like... (laughs) I'd rather drink Keystone Ice than this. Whoa. Are you...
1: Really? Yes. You'd rather drink Keystone Ice than this? Yes. Okay, what about What about Ice House? I think I'd rather drink uh, this we're, than we're, Ice we're House. We're
0: starting to push it at that point. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I don't know about that. Um, that. That might be a little much. It's not that bad, but yeah, this is, in my
0: opinion, not a good wine.
1: But at $2.50, I mean, were we expecting it to be a good wine?
0: Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not... I just realized there's a crack in my cup here. Uh-oh. Well, it didn't leak through, did it? No, no, we're good. Okay. I don't think the, crack, so, the crack's not that
1: big. Again, going back to our new rating system, if you had to pick a, a professional what did, uh, athlete. What did
0: Mike What did Mike tell us last week? That the He tweeted at, Oh, Patty Mills. That's who he said oh, yeah, he, yeah, the, yeah. the wine was. Yeah. And, that, and that was a very astute observation, I felt like.
1: I, th- I thought that was okay. I still don't think Patty Mills is necessarily a household name where I feel like barefoot wine, that's pretty widespread. Yeah. Um,
0: Definitely but, not Yao Ming, though. We... I sent you a video so that we could get to the very bottom of that. Yes,
1: I, I will admit now, and I also did on Twitter, that I was wrong about my, my initial Yao Ming take.
0: Yeah, you were... I mean, it was, it was borderline blasphemous. It, it was bad, I will admit. Yao Ming is a Hall of Famer. I sent you the video. Did you again, watch, like, did you watch the video of him?
1: I did. And, and my my lasting memory again, my lasting memory of Yao Ming was he was banged up in the latter half of his career because that was kind of when I started really watching the NBA, and he was just always hurt. It seemed like, and there was that one year that he was out completely.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you let what the end of Yao Ming's career was shape your opinion of Yao Ming, then you're you're making a poor decision. You know. Yeah, he he averaged
1: like twenty three and ten for like the first five seasons of his career.
0: Well, yeah, and, and like I went back and I watched those videos. I mean, it's him cooking. You know, big man, the, the a who's who of the the great big men of the early 2000s. Yeah.
1: Well, and and you also have to think like, I mean, yeah, he was good.
0: Like, yeah. am I going to take Yao Ming over Shaquille O'Neal? No. Mm-hmm. But am I going to take Yao Ming over anyone else? The the average NBA big man, absolutely. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. that that was what. That that's what I just needed to hammer home. But to again, you. I'm admitting I was wrong. So yes, thank you. I'm just, glad that, I'm just yeah. glad that you were able to see the error of your ways. Okay,
1: but now we have a task at hand this week where we actually have to give oh. a, a rating to this this terrible wine. Obviously, it's a bad bad player. Um, I think I think we need to. Go, I'm going to go to football for this one. I'm going to go with. I think it needs to be an Iowa Hawkeye because it's not a good wine um i do
0: actually think that there's leak this is leaking a little bit
1: this is the nate stanley because he's technically a professional football player now this is the nate stanley of wines
0: can i tell you something yes you're allowing your uh your personal feelings to cloud your judgment right now (laughs) why
1: why do you say this
0: because nate stanley is better than this wineness wow like
1: on an NFL level, though. On an NFL level? Yeah, because, again, this is professional players. We're not rating he's him compared to the college QB. He's literally QB. never
0: even reported to do an NFL team yet. And he's on our team now. How let's, are you going to sit here and criticize him? That's, that's our backup quarterback.
1: Let's be honest. No one wants Nate Stanley on their team, and he's not going to be good in the NFL. I'm just saying that right now.
0: That's our backup quarterback, man.
1: He's not my backup quarterback. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hashtag not my backup. Not my backup, yeah. Uh, no, man, I— I will say it again. I think that you are allowing your judgment to be clouded by your cardinal and gold colored glasses right now.
1: I'm not, I'm not backing down like Yao Ming on this
0: one. This that, is. I a, am completely 100% true. That's a bar right there. Yep. You, you spit a bar. I did. Um, I'll say, I think that this is, so I agree with you. If we didn't, if we got a Chardonnay that was not $2.50, you know, maybe a $6 Chardonnay. I could see where this... It has some potential. You know, we could smell it. Yep. I I think you can taste some of the... There is some sort... There's got to be apple or something in there. Yeah,
1: and I I know... Well, here, it says on the front. It says, medium-bodied with aromas of green apple and pineapple and a touch of
0: oak. Okay, so here's what I want to say. What did you say? Apple and pineapple? Green apple and pineapple? Yes. Two things that should be very good together. And, And... Have the potential to be very good. Yeah. What idiot step back and was like you know what this needs oak (laughs) well like you you think about what people use to describe
1: like beer and alcohol like drinks in general yeah oak comes up a lot like bourbon you think about oaky bourbon
0: yeah yeah see and that's my i just don't have the palate to sit and like I mean, you can take, you can take a sip and very clearly taste this. Like this is what it's like, this is what this is supposed to taste like. I think if it was, like I said, if it was better then it would probably not taste like ass, like what this one does, but it's, this is just a very low quality wine. Uh, there's a reason it's $2.50. There's a lot of alcohol taste in that a lot more alcohol taste in that, than that Moscato had.
1: Yep. And, um, granted, I'm sure that's because there was a lot of sugar added to the Moscato.
0: Yeah, but that's not the point it's not the point right now uh but no it just I can see where there's the potential for this to be good um so here's what I'm gonna say I'll say that this is this one is Markel Fultz uh post uh post for getting out of shoot but pre being traded to Orlando
1: I like it that's a good that's a good one
0: we're basically everybody's sitting there like man what's what's wrong with Markel you know and, and the, the biggest mystery in the world is what, in the basketball world, is like what has happened to Markel Fultz? He can't shoot the ball anymore. He doesn't remember how to shoot. There's something very clearly wrong with Markel Fultz. And, but at the end of the day, you kept sitting there thinking like, man, if he can figure out what happened, you know, if we can figure out what happened, we can kind of tap into that psychology and get it back, there's still the potential for to be a great player in there. Yeah. So right here is where I say, what happened here yeah what happened that someone said we are going to make a bottle of wine so cheap that it's like you can taste the alcohol in it yeah and i i, I can see where it's like okay someone put a little more quality into it yep you know they, they put a little more time a little more thought you get a, a high level player
1: yeah and it kind of makes me want to get another kind of chardonnay that obviously is still cheap to fit our segment but just to compare to and just to see just to confirm our belief that this one is truly bad
0: I think that's what that comes down to like what are we how are we gonna approach this like can we reuse kinds of wine because if that is the case then like we can retry all of these it's more about the brand you know
1: yeah so you're saying like
0: because i feel like there's only there's a finite number of wines but there's basically like an infinite number of companies that make those different kinds of wine oh yeah well I'm, i'm
1: expecting that we'll eventually try other kinds of barefoot and we'll try other kinds of oak leaf that's what you mean right
0: no i'm saying like there's a I don't know, like, you know, Chardonnay, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Moscato. I don't know my kinds of wine. I need yeah. you to just throw some out here. But there's all these, di- yeah. the, all the kinds of red wine. Like there's a lot of different kinds. And the, every company probably makes all of those wines, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like th- that's when we can really come in here and say, oh, this company's Moscato is better than. The barefoot yeah. Moscato. Or it's almost horse. like...
1: I mean, we, we could have... If we really thought this through before we started, we could have done all the Moscados first and then gone to all the Chardonnays and et cetera, et cetera. I think it's probably better to do it this way. Yeah, because really I feel like, like you ourselves. Yeah, you'll... I mean, it, it's going to be more of a cure rating, you know, just on the spot.
0: You can't remember what, what it was we tasted like three months ago. Yeah. You know? And I will say, too, I learned last week that wine hits hard, man. Like, <laughs> really? I mean, it doesn't like... I mean, for me, like, I was I, fine. It was just it yeah. was when we left here. I I was like, man, I feel pretty good for what seemed like I didn't drink very much.
1: Yeah, I felt nice, uh, not to the point where you know we couldn't go home and everything. But well, it was, well yeah, we didn't stay in the office all night. <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know, I, I'm excited to see what can be better because this is obviously not a good wine.
0: All right, we'll move on to uh, the last dance while we we finish this thing. We yep. don't. We are. We are severely devoid of things to talk about this week. There is just not very much going Without on. Without
1: the NFL draft, that kind of helped us a little bit last week. And then, I mean, yeah, but like front – or I guess two weeks ago now. But, yeah, last dance. Um, two episodes, I think, were covered on the last Title Nine pod. Yeah. We've kind of been doing the every other week thing. Um, so we get episodes seven and eight this week. Uh, first episode, seven, eight – or, excuse me, seven um, – really there's not not a whole lot that stood out to me about that episode personally like i think there was the um
0: the whole episode was built to the final two minutes that was like probably some of the most uh, i mean i i thought that last two minutes was absolutely captivating yeah I mean, cause it, I mean
1: because i mean it's all about his his
0: relationship with his father yeah well and, and but, him talking about his relationship with his teammates yeah and those and then after coming back from playing baseball yep and, and what he was saying about scott burrell and how he would be rated and stuff like that and yeah. then uh you know where he talked about um just the if you call me a tyrant you know or whatever it was that that means you've never won anything i can't remember exactly what the quote was and just how he was trying to bring people along with him. And he's like, I wanted them to be able to experience that too, but they had to come with me, you know? Yep. And they had to, he's like, I wasn't doing anything that I didn't, or expecting people to do something that I didn't do myself. Yeah. And that was, I thought that that was cool.
1: Yeah. And I, I think like the, the, his father stuff, that was all cool. Um, the, the stuff you kind of just hit on, that seemed like it was kind of a retread to what we kind of already knew about Michael. So
0: it seemed like to me that was a little bit more filler. It felt to me like it was, yeah we already knew it but it felt like one of those really like genuine um moments of his own introspection Mm. which is like we've seen a lot of where he's obviously we've seen him talk about a lot of things but how often have we really seen him talk about the way that he is as a person you know not what he was thinking about in a specific moment or anything like that or thinking or like speaking in like general like no like that was him like getting to the core of like who he was as a competitor
1: yeah and the funny thing that came out of that, too, is that everyone started making jokes. Is like, Michael got that competitive fire. Like, he would use anything yeah. to make himself more, like, turned up.
0: Right. Well, the LeBradford Smith story that David yeah. Aldridge told, I yeah. thought was phenomenal. Uh, and that's what this whole thing has just told me that he is an incredibly petty person. And I think to even do this, he had to be – A really petty person. Yep. Because you can just tell how much, how badly he wants to have the last word on everybody. Yep. And...
1: You kind of saw that with Gary Payton in the last episode.
0: Yeah, and it's the competitor in him. And I get it because it's like obviously his company was big in making the whole thing. He owned, he had control of the rights of the, uh, of that treasure trove of documentary material and all this kind of stuff. And that's what... To me that's just i've been i've been turned off by that on some level Mm -hmm. because i'm like man like this is like michael's way of just trying to like he has creative control on the final word of what everything is yeah and like dig the knife in on every grudge that he's ever held in his life yep and the isaiah stuff and he said some things in there that like when he talked about isaiah and how he thought that isaiah was like the second best point guard of all time i don't even remember what what it, it was he said that to me felt like like Patronizing and like, uh, overcompensating for the fact that you still hate someone. So you're going to try and say something overly nice to not make yourself look like a, like a dick, yeah. you know? Yep. And I was like, man, I get it. But you're also still like sitting there in the episode before this laughing at him, uh, yeah. saying things about, you know, all kinds of stuff about him. And, uh, and that to me was just like, I was like, man, I don't, I don't get it, you know. Yeah. And it's also really crazy to me to see now these people who were around him all the time, where it got to the point where you could just see one thing happen and you're like, oh boy.
1: Yeah. Like you all shouldn't these, have all, done that. All these people were afraid of him, and they they made that clear in that one little like brief one minute segment. Yeah. I know you're like his old teammates, and then they kind of also added though that later on they realized that also made him the ultimate teammate
0: yeah well,
1: well and like because he did push them to be their best right
0: but i'm talking like amad rashad when amad rashad tells a story about eating dinner with him the night before the 96 finals and george carl's on the other side of the restaurant and him and george carl both came from north carolina and like they've got that connection and everything and carl ignores and, him. and george carl just walked past him and and amad rashad is just sitting there like he should not have done that you yep. know and, or even like when Nick Anderson said 20, uh, 45 isn't 23 uh, during the 95 Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. And uh, Horace Grant, you know, he says, like, and then Nick Anderson says, 20, 45 isn't 23. And he puts his hand on his head and he's like, <laughs> he's like, I, you and I the said, beast. why did you do that? Yep. And uh, that's what just is is so crazy to me. And then even sometimes someone didn't have to do anything, he would create it himself. And that's yeah. where it's like, I can understand why they're, where they're coming from because they're like, yo, he was going to create a way to want to hate you either way. Yeah. You just gave him the thing. He yeah. doesn't have to come up with anything now. You just gave it to him.
1: What's kind of amazing to me is that you can see through this documentary all the things that motivated him. But even back then, it seems like people weren't really aware of the fact that if they did any one thing to piss him off, it, he was going to take it to heart and you know just kill you in the games getting a big old sip there oh, sorry,
0: sorry. <laughs> uh yeah it was just and I, I you know i knew about some stuff about his uh his career as a baseball player mm. but i feel like they kind
1: of made it seem like he was a better baseball player than he actually was
0: i mean yeah probably but i think that you it's, it's kind of relative because the dude was what 31 years old and hadn't played baseball in like 15 years yeah and showed up and hit 200 in double a
1: that's true
0: like 200 is not a lot i'm not or yeah. it's not a great batting average i'm not going to sit here and pretend that it is yeah but the idea that someone has been playing a, another professional sport at the peak of their powers and just says yeah i'm done i'm just gonna go play baseball and i haven't played baseball in almost a decade or in a decade and a half basically yeah. and you just all of a sudden are, and you're thrown in to the fire with professionals, yeah, people and, who have probably been playing baseball every day for that entire time since he has not been playing.
1: Yeah, and the part that did stand out to me was that I think I think it might have been Terry Francona that pointed out that he was the the, the hardest worker that he'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, he got there before everyone for batting practice and stayed after the games to hitting more. So it's like, yeah, that that translates from what we hear about him from basketball.
0: Yeah, and it's just he was just so driven to prove people wrong, mm-hmm. and when you know those uh when they would write stories about him and how he wasn't any good and all this kind of stuff it was like that was what fueled him even more and i don't know i mean i think that that is insanely impressive you know hmm. if he was a kid who had, or a guy who had gotten drafted and was like the number one pick in the mlb draft and he got to double a and hit 200 you know then yeah we can sit here and nitpick what that guy did and be yeah. like yeah he made you know that's pretty disappointing but when you've been playing professional basketball for the last fifteen years, and uh, you just all of a sudden decided one day, like, or you just decided, you know, and started playing baseball and started training again, you're like, I'm a baseball player now. Then, you know, I mean, look yeah. at Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow couldn't, hasn't been able to do that. That's true. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, that's a pretty hard thing to do. Mm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was impressive. I thought it was cool too to see the way that they shot Space Jam.
1: Yes, they basically set him up his own gym. Yeah, and then uh, weight training facility.
0: And then even to see the green screens Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, and just to imagine how weird it was to record to make that movie. Yep. Where the majority of it happens in a place that you can't see
1: yeah you know and it, the the cool thing to about me or just in from my perspective too is that you know i've always loved space jam i i didn't necessarily know the entire story of michael jordan just because again we're, we're younger like i didn't get to actually watch him play growing up but like the fact that it happened between those three titles in early in his career and the three later titles too it's like he wasn't retired retired at that point like he was still technically in the middle of his career yeah but he he just had that you know 18 month time off where he he did space jam in that time period where he's still in his prime
0: well it was after yeah yeah and then well wasn't it after he had came he was after he came back after the 95 season, wasn't it? Mm, Makes
1: him mind. Oh, yeah,
0: you're, you're right. That, he,
1: he's back for one, that, uh, those, that tail end of that yeah, season. Yeah, the tail yeah, end yeah. of that season. Because yep, that's right.
0: how they were able to have footage of him yep. coming back. You're right. My you right. know, in the movie when he's uh, back out on the court. But uh, but no, I mean, it was, just, it was crazy to think about mm. all, all those people going out there to play. At his gym, and he's just sitting there scouting them, scouting them all. Yeah, you know, and putting like building scouting reports on all these young players that he hasn't seen yet.
1: Yeah, and it's like it makes you wonder because you only see like the NBA players of today playing pickup and stuff. It makes you wonder how much of those guys are scouting other other players now too.
0: Oh, they absolutely are. Yeah, and that's why. I mean, it's easier probably to scout people. Yeah.
1: You well, I mean, you think it would work both ways too. Like Reggie Miller could scout Michael Jordan, right? At, while, while working out.
0: Yeah, but it's also like now, you know, LeBron James knows what Trey Young's game is well before Trey Young ever comes to what the you know what they call the black top courts in, yeah. in Los Angeles or wherever they're at, and they're playing with. You know, LeBron and Hoodie Mello and Kevin Durant and all those guys are out there and Trey Young and Russ Westbrook and it's like and then the other team is like a bunch of bums who just showed up at the gym one day and they're like, Yeah, let's go get some run in. Yeah. And then basically the literal monsters show up at the gym to play against you and then you just get made into Instagram memes on House of Highlights. Yeah. Uh and that's like that. That it's easier for LeBron to like know what Trey Young does already, you know, than it was for Michael to go and be like, all right, I'm going to study Sean Bradley. Yeah. Which to me is still one of the weirdest things of how Sean Bradley ended up in that movie. I don't know. He's, yeah. He is the one who is not like any of the others.
1: <laughs> yeah. Kind of on a, on a tangent a little bit, but the, I love the uh, uh, legalized legal, legalize camp.
0: Yeah, that was great. In, in Seattle, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of all places. Uh, no, the. When he watched the video of Gary Payton, uh, that was the funniest thing that I've ever seen. I mean, yep, because you could just tell that he was like, he knew what Gary was going to probably say before he even turned that video on. Yep. And, I mean, Gary Payton is a, you know.
1: He's a great on-ball defender.
0: He, he, yeah, he's a great defender. There's a reason that they called him a glove. Yep. But he is also like a renowned trash talker.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, it was that thing that, that, that video that you showed me a couple months ago. And,
0: and renowned for his ability to talk himself up and talk other people up and, or his, his like boys up, you know? Yep. So it's like, I bet Michael knew it before he even hit play on that video. He knew exactly what Gary Payton was probably gonna say, and just to see him laughing at him, I was like, man, like this dude just—he does not care yeah. at all. He's like, he's just gonna laugh at him like it's nothing.
1: Yeah, and that that turned into a meme too.
0: <laughs> and it makes me wonder, like, if Gary Payton even watched it, because I've read a lot of those guys who are not watching any of it.
1: I I think they probably knew what was coming.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that they probably. I don't think that they like Michael very much, which is completely understandable. Oh, yeah. I mean, Patrick Ewing has said that he's turned it on every once in a while, you know, but uh, I think he was on Dan Patrick and he's like, Michael beat me every, every time for, for my entire life. He's like, and Michael has never let me forget that.
1: Yeah. Why why
0: would I ever turn that on and watch that?
1: If I'm one of those guys, I think of Michael Bully as or (laughs) Michael Jordan, yeah, as the bully. Yeah. So then uh, why would you want to tune in to see your bully essentially bully you? Is what it is.
0: Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what is so is so crazy about this thing to me. Is that they got all these people to agree to participate in it. And Michael did all these interviews. And all these people would say all this stuff, and they kept going back to Michael and showing him what they would say, and he would have an opportunity to reply to it, and nobody else did. Yep. That is nuts to me. It's almost like, yeah, you want to see the
1: reply from those players of Michael reacting to to what they said. I want to see Michael talk to these people now. Me too.
0: Because I want to know... I believe that he would say those things to their face, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, I just think that he needs... It, it it turns me off a little bit about Michael Jordan as a person in twenty twenty because you're like, Man, like it's been twenty it's been more than twenty years since these things happened and you're holding grudges against people and you're laughing at people for things that happened in nineteen ninety six and stuff like that. And uh it's like, Man, like you you can't be that big of an asshole. Like yeah. you can't and that's where they ask him, like, do you feel like you, you know, were a competitor to the point of it? preventing you from being seen as a quote-unquote good guy and i mean i definitely don't see michael jordan as being a good guy no. after this it, and then and it has nothing to do with like whether or not he's a competitor or anything like that what he was as a basketball player it's that what i can see from those moments that he has been on the screen i don't know how anybody can watch this and sit down and be like man i would love to kick it with michael jordan
1: yeah because um. that,
0: that guy just seems like a great guy
1: he seems like the kind of guy again like he's the ultimate competitor, ulti- maybe the ultimate teammate just because he gets he will get the absolute maximum out of you no matter what.
0: Yeah, and he'll do like he'll do whatever he can for you when you're his teammate, but yeah. he, but it ain't going to take him long to throw you straight to the side the second that you're gone, yeah. you and, know. Yeah.
1: And if you're on the opposing team, then good luck.
0: Yeah, and I'd like to know how many friends has Michael Jordan had in his life? Like legitimate, real friends that yeah. are not his friend because he's Michael Jordan.
1: I mean, that's a great question.
0: Is, I, I, I wonder if Ahmad Rashad legi- like, legitimately might be the only one from what we've been able to see I don't I don't know because nobody seems like they really can re, like you can't relate to him
1: yeah you know well, and I'm sure if you're if you're his friend then you're probably going to go like golfing or gamble with him at some point and he's going to be an asshole to you even like over just this stupid you know gambling crap
0: yeah and that's I listened to Sam Smith the guy who wrote the Jordan rules and was is, has been in the documentary a lot mm. he did a podcast with Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman last week and I, I listened to that and He talked on there about Michael and Scotty's relationship, where Michael would always drop people in because he's Michael Jordan. Everybody wanted to be around Michael Jordan. But then someone like Scotty, who was like pretty famous in his own right, he's like, if you were around Michael Jordan, it was all about Michael. It wasn't about anybody else, Mm -hmm. you know, and nobody else got any attention at all. It was like, you, everybody's paying attention to Michael. Yeah. And he's like, and Scotty was turned off by that. Mm -hmm. And so he would try and stay away from it but he'd always get drugged back in to go play golf or whatever it was you know but it was always about michael and and that's what i'm saying like those people that are around him are probably people that were perfectly fine with just like telling michael what he wanted to hear more often than not yep and that's why i think that you see there be some level of a disconnect between him and his peers at that time and they will say things about him and you know his teammates will be like they'll be like at the end of the day it was all good and all this kind of thing but do you think that michael's like calling up bill wennington like at any time and being like man how you doing yeah probably not like no. he, he probably just like does his own thing he's just off doing what michael jordan does
1: and it kind of makes you wonder i know jerry Krause obviously made some really you know head-scratching decisions especially later in the in the bulls tenure but the the fact remains that he might have been one of the only people to actually try to stand up to michael yeah at some points
0: and the fact that he and i don't even know that he he stood up to him he's the only person that ever held truly held leverage over michael jordan on some level yeah and it was just the fact that he could get rid of him and blow it up and like and really by doing that he was hurting himself yeah so it's like he's trying to take a stand against this guy but he's hurting himself in the process yep and um it just like it, I, and they, they asked Sam Smith about that on there because apparently Bob Ryan and Jerry Cross were really good friends. Mm-hmm. And um, they asked Sam Smith on there, you know, if he's disappointed that Jerry Cross doesn't get an opportunity to defend himself. And he's like, yeah, on some level, you know, it, it stinks because it's like there's a lot of things that are said that it's like any man should have an opportunity. To defend themselves in that scenario.
1: Jerry and those other players that he's been trashing this entire time.
0: Yeah. And he, but he comes back and he says, but the reality of it is, Jerry would have said something that would have made it worse. He was the ultimate put your foot in your mouth kind of guy that, yeah. that had no clue when to stop. He was going to take that and say something that was going to elevate the situation even further, you know? And he's like, so it's like, yeah, it's good, but at the same time, or he's like, it, it's like, He's like, it's bad. But at the same time, it's like, man, I don't know how Jerry would have reacted to a lot of these things. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can see your point there. I mean, I just kind of wish that, again, like Michael, the fact I'm with you on the fact that Michael seems like he has the final say in everything related to this documentary. And that is a bit of a a sour taste in your mouth.
0: Yeah, and at the end of the day, like no one that I think that anybody can sit here and and say that that is probably true. You know, like those things about not wanting to chill with Michael Jordan or like things like that and not thinking that you would be friends with Michael Jordan or something like that. But Michael still more or less has a 100 percent approval rating. Yeah, like I'm not gonna sit here and say I don't like Michael Jordan. I just think that me and Michael Jordan wouldn't vibe. You know, like I wouldn't be down to chill, like to kick it with Michael Jordan.
1: Yeah, whereas
0: a LeBron James type, you probably would be. Right, like LeBron like seems like a legitimately fun guy. Mm -hmm. I don't think Michael seems like a fun person to be around. You know, and like LeBron seems like he has allowed himself to show some of the. And I'm not trying to make this a LeBron versus Michael because like that, but it's just. LeBron, like, shows some of those vulnerabilities of, like, being a human, a human you know, and showing the videos of him with his kids, doing the Taco Tuesdays, and, like, all that kind of stuff, and, like, you can see where LeBron is, like, a goofy dude, and it's like, man, like, he would probably be pretty fun to just hang out in the backyard with.
1: Yeah. It kind of makes you wonder, too, like, regarding the greatest of all time debate, is if, like, the Michael Jordan lovers who will always back Michael to the end of the day, like, they might not consider anyone else until there's someone who is a bit of an asshole like Michael was. I mean,
0: Kobe. Kobe was Kobe was like that you know but I think Kobe showed like he showed the side of him in retirement that was like the the uh, like the humanizing side you know Mm -hmm. the not ultra competitive not laser focused off, off the court yeah and like he went he came out and like you saw him being a dad and all those kinds of things. We've never, like, we never have seen that for Michael. Yep. Michael's kids and his family isn't even mentioned in this documentary. That's, I, I not, wish not they were. Not one single time.
1: I so wish they were. That's the one piece that seems like it's missing from this entire thing. The
0: only to, the only time that his family has ever been mentioned is when they talk about his brothers, his dad's death, and when they've talked about, talked to his mom. And that's the only time. They've never talked about anything that's happened with Michael Jordan's life, like personal life other than that. Yeah. I was kind of interested to hear about his about his sons, honestly. I don't think that they're going to talk to him. I don't think they even talked to him for the documentary, which, which
1: doesn't, I don't know how you can do that. Yeah. And obviously Michael probably had some say in that. So why wouldn't you talk to them? It's
0: because Michael says he wanted to make it about basketball, but if you want Hmm. to make it about basketball, then how are there all these other things? Yep. You know, it was really cherry picked. Like what, what are we going to address and what are we not going to address? Yeah. And I'm not like, it's great. Like The thing is... I, I am awesome. thoroughly entertained. Yeah, I'm thoroughly inter- entertained. It is fascinating yep. to someone who didn't live it, you know? But it's one of those things that when you sit back and you look at it, it's like, man, they really picked things that Michael could very easily defend himself with.
1: It's the kind of thing where you, you think that Michael probably picked these things in particular to make everyone reaffirm the belief that he is the greatest of all time.
0: Yeah. And I don't know. I, I just like... Michael, if... Here's how I'll say it: Michael is Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite, but he can back everything up. Uncle Rico and Napoleon Dynamite's always telling you what he can do. Mm. He's the guy who's sitting on the stoop with, uh, what you know, with uh, man, what's his name? the the goofy brother. I can't even remember his name at the moment. But have you never seen Napoleon Dynamite? I have not. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know Uncle Rico. You would yeah. love it, dude. You, it's a, it's a pretty funny movie. We've
1: been having movie nights, so maybe I'll put that on the list. I think
0: it would be right up your. It's like your kind of comedy. Is it? Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty goofy, but it's just like, it's, it's funny. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, uncle Rico, you know, he says the thing, he's like, man, I bet I could throw a football over the mountains. Yeah. You know? And Michael Jordan is a guy that when you're sitting in the backyard, he says, I bet I could throw a football over the mountains. And then he does it, you know? Mm. And it's like, and he like tells you like, man, I can throw a football farther than you. And you're like, yeah, I mean, probably he's like, no, I can throw a football farther than you. And you're like, yeah, like no, 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 no. I'm telling you, I can throw a football farther than you. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. So let's. And you're like, no, no man. Like you, you're, uh, like no. Here, throw it, throw it. You throw the football, and he's, he's like, oh, I got. You know, he throws his football. Like, I, I told you. You're like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I told, I, like, I knew the whole <laughs> yeah. time. You're Michael Jordan. I I gotta, exactly. You know, and he just always would have to be like proving to you that he's the greatest. Mm-hmm. And that just is that to me is a turnoff.
1: Yeah, and and the fact that he's. Even after his basketball career, long is gone, he's still that way.
0: I will add to Uncle Rico could not throw football over the <laughs> mountains.
1: <laughs> Michael Jordan definitely could, though. Oh, there you go.
0: You can have the rest.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, How kind of you.
0: Well, I mean, it'll be about even at that point. Yep. Um, all right. So let's actually. I guess it, not really, but uh, all right. Let's move on to hot knot.
1: All right, Hot Knot, do you want to take a break or not?
0: No, I mean, I'll just put it in there.
1: All right, let's roll in to Hot not. Knot then. My hot this week. I finally got my backyard shed removed. I know you haven't seen it, but it was a big, ugly backyard shed. It, it was built like to withstand a hurricane, is what the guy told me. And the guy, by the way, um, I got my backyard shed removed because of the Cyclophonetic forums. I posted about it on the forums, and one of the fine people who are on Cyclophonetic, BWR has no AC, responded to me and basically hooked up he's a contractor he got my shed removed for me so i got my shed removed because of cycle fanatic
0: I'm, I'm happy for you thank you so like what made it ugly why was it an ugly shed so
1: i can show you i can show you a picture of this but it, like it's a shed and then it has onto it could like, you not use it no we could use it but it was it wasn't in the best of shape oh, okay. and it also had a um custom built i would call it play like area like a, it's kind of like a it had like fireman's pole and like rock climbing wall kind of thing. Hold and up, a hold platform. up, hold up,
0: hold up, hold up. Yeah, so like some, some guy... A, wait, 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 wait. There was a platform yeah. and a fireman's pole? Yes. Are you sure that this was a pl- I are you sure about this
1: yes I'm 100 I will show you You know what I are you sure this was designed you, for children you talk I will I will pull up my phone right now and I'm show just, you exactly I'm just what I'm just trying talking to about. say
0: that there if you're telling me that there was a pole on some sort of platform <laughs> oh, I'm, okay I just I, got what I'm you're not going. thinking I, I feel like maybe you were looking at this thing in the wrong way
1: uh I mean now that you mentioned it maybe I was but uh yeah here here is a picture of what was in my backyard
0: holy cow that thing's huge
1: yeah exactly And so, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe this was built with the intent for something else. Who
0: was like, like, I want to know who built that. and was like, yeah, yeah, that's what I want, (laughs) you know?
1: I mean, uh, your inquiry is the same as mine. I would want to know who had the intent to build something like that for their kids. What
0: did the upstairs thing look like? What was on the inside? So
1: in the inside, there was actually like smaller chairs and stuff. There was a small chair and a desk. And basically, like kids could get in there, so it was, it was like, like a, a playhouse. Basically. Yeah, it was, it was like a playhouse. Okay, not the sexual kind, but like you were implying. Yeah, but like an actual playhouse. Yeah,
0: no, the I, the platform in the fireman's pole were not connected in the way that I thought they potentially could be. No,
1: it was it was supposed to be a, a kids like fort kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's really funny to me that they someone built that and was like yeah my kids are gonna love this yeah and, I, and maybe they did yeah, maybe they probably did I but I mean
1: we don't have kids yet and yeah. we don't have any intent of making it I mean with the intent we don't have any intent of using it the way that they probably did so we got rid of it
0: well I mean if you know if you had been wanting to have kids you probably could have just gone out and used your fireman's pool and tried to just you know get things riled up
1: I mean thank God that thing's gone and the, the fact that like this entire thing they use the highest grade like possible things you could do like the uh, the guy Oh, that was
0: probably ridiculously expensive to build
1: yeah and, and to
0: get those <laughs> to, to put the pole on there and all that kind of stuff
1: and it was in it was in a solid like three feet of concrete that pole was we had to, we had to sledgehammer it out of the ground
0: this sounds like something that someone was just like yo i'm gonna build this thing and
1: i'm gonna build this thing to last for 200 years is what they probably thought it was
0: probably a bomb shelter
1: i mean it could have yeah it, it again the guy who we met through cycle fanatic great guy he he said that he and his dad while they were working on it were like this thing could have withstood a tornado that's how good it was built
0: that's insane do you know the person who owned your like do you have any idea who owned the house before you
1: uh well we know his name we never actually met
0: him okay i was gonna say i i
1: I know that he was an older gentleman and his wife so i i think whoever built this in particular was probably an owner or two before them so i don't know anything about them
0: dude just think if that thing had been built like in the 60s or something like that and it still was in that shape
1: well i think i think it was a 90s thing because they apparently they found while they were tearing it down there was something in it that dated it i can't remember what it was exactly but it had like a 90s thing
0: well, I'm happy for you that it got it torn down.
1: Thank you. So is there just nothing there now? There's a concrete slab. Oh. And yeah. Are you so gonna get that taken out? We are debating on keeping it or getting rid of it and just putting grass Do down. Do you have
0: like a patio or anything?
1: We don't have a patio, so that's kind of what we that's that's one of the options that we're debating.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say like if you wanted to repurpose it somehow, maybe that would be Yeah. You could put like a fire, uh, fire pit out there or yeah, something. Yeah, fire like that.
1: pit or you know, a grilling area, any any number of things. Yeah.
0: That sounds like a pain in the ass to tear out though Either yeah way. i
1: i am very happy and, and appreciative for bwr has no ac thank you very much
0: well shout out to him man that's awesome
1: yeah exactly uh,
0: uh my hot this week is uh maximum football 2019 D- or excuse me doug flutie <laughs> doug flutie's maximum football 2019 uh i found this on i just found this on the internet it is a college football simulation it kind of uh, for like all the consoles it's on the PlayStation and it's on uh, Xbox $20 on the PlayStation store it basically reminds me okay I need to preface this by saying this game was made by three people in a garage like they are the developers three yeah. people wrote all the code for the game all that kind of stuff made the entire game and uh it reminds me of like if you took a mobile, like, you know, you, have you ever played a mobile football game? Like yeah. Madden mobile or something like yeah. that. And the graphics are like, step the graphics up like one notch, but the gameplay, leave it the same. I will,
1: I'll tell you, I, I Googled it when I saw it on a rundown. So I know what the gameplay looks like. And you're, exa- yeah, that's exactly what it looks
0: like. It looks like. like someone ported a mobile game over to a console. yeah, And they just like were able to step up the, you know, the graphics card enough, like, and all that stuff to run on the computer that a, a PS4 would have. The gameplay is absolutely atrocious. Uh, But for the fact that it was three people in a garage, I got to give them mad (laughs) props because this game is like, it's pretty in-depth for the fact that it was made by three people in a garage.
1: So I'm interested because, again,
0: everyone knows that the recruiting is the best part of college football games. Yeah. So what's the recruiting like? It is basically exactly like what it was on NCAA, like, 13. Not 14 because 14 went, they took the recruiting in, like, a whole different direction. But 13, that was when it was like, Still pretty basic, you know, and it's very similar to that where you make the calls and all that kind of stuff. The only thing I don't know at this point, I think I've played half a season. I don't I have a bunch of kids that have their like interest meter filled up and no one has committed to my school. So I don't know. I don't know why no one will commit to me.
1: Well, I know I, 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 I'm thinking back to I think I owned NCA football 08 on PS2. And I know that at some point, like, you can fill up the interest meter all the way, but you still have to offer a scholarship.
0: Oh, I've already offered the scholarship. Oh, yeah, have, you? have not, I, It says I have nine scholarships left, oh. but I have no commitments, and I have a bunch of kids that are like, I've got some four stars, all this kind of stuff, you know, basically locked into Iowa Tech, coming <laughs> to play for the Stags, and no one will come and no one will announce their their true public commitment. Hmm. No one will make that verbal commitment. Maybe they're just not sold on the coach yet. It's pretty disappointing. They're no, still- the the game is so hard, dude. It is so hard.
1: And are are you the kind of person that actually plays the games, or do you sim the games?
0: Uh, after I had played the game for a little while, I started to sim. Yeah, because I was like, these. This is. Well, yeah. Once you're truly atrocious. Yeah. Once you're game. used to
1: the, the newer versions of Madden and even NCAA Football 2014. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to play the older. Like it was one kind of the.
0: Of it was just one of those things where you're sitting there playing, and it's like, man, like I like the fact that I'm playing this, but at the same time, I just can't. I can't stand how like ish it is. Yeah, you know where when guys go to make a tackle, it basically is just them running into each other and they <laughs> fall down. And it it made me so mad, dude. I had a fourth and one. I went for it. I got across the line. The, I got across the line again, and my guy was tackled. He fell backwards.
1: And they didn't mark and, forward progress. And they
0: gave they put him where his back landed. Ah uh, no. <laughs> and I was like, I looked at, I was like. Those programmers, man, those three like, man, programmers this, that sat in their garage. I was like, "This game, man, this this." I was like, "This is crazy." <laughs> uh, but the one thing that I will say too is that they have signed a deal with Unity, which Unity is the game, or is the company that I believe that developed Fortnite. Or that's Epic Games, isn't it? Oh, Epic. Okay, Unity Games is a big gaming, like okay. gaming, de- a game developer. I don't know. Yeah. I I know that when they signed with or like signed a deal with Unity it was a big deal. Okay. It basically was going to make it like exponentially bigger in yeah. what they could do. Yep. And I'll say when you look at what NCAA football could do with millions and millions of dollars behind their product. Yeah. In what these three guys in a garage could do. Yeah. I mean, it ain't that far off. Well, so it's like, if we, if, if people buy the game and you support them and they can make some money off of this, like that could, that's just more and more that they can throw into the next yeah. product. And it's just like, I I give them, I commend them. Yeah. This Canadian, it's called Canuck Sports, this Canadian gaming company. I commend them because they are doing everything that they can and there's that other company that's been out there telling us that they're going to put out this game for 3 years and that we've never seen anything. Yeah. Three guys in a garage sat down and made a game and it's out yeah. on VSN right now.
1: And and tell me if you agree but like I for, for me personally I'd love to play as Iowa State and like have all like the Iowa State theme stuff but it's not a necessary it's not a necessary thing for me when I'm playing a college football yeah, game. Yeah, I just want the feel. I just want the feel, and half I want, the
0: time I wouldn't even play as Iowa State.
1: Yeah, exactly. I just want. To, I just want to recruit. I want to, you know, do all those things that would make me feel like I'm playing in college football.
0: Right, and there are a lot of elements of that. The game, it's man, you, you know what the game is. What it's the oak leaf chardonnay, of college football games. That well, that's pretty bad though. I, okay, you can it, say it's the barefoot Moscato. Of yeah, it's ball the games. barefoot Moscato of okay. game. It's it has so much potential, dude. Like, yeah. where you can see that it's like, I mean, the load times are super slow, and it's just like, if they can get some technology and some money behind them, you can see where they're like right on the edge of being able to do something. Yeah. But the reality is that you know three people in a garage, regardless of if you have Doug Flutie signed on, you know, yeah. it's, it's a little difficult to do that. So I'm interested to see. What the next product looks like because, and from what I understand, when they've done patches and things like that since the initial game came out, it has improved it greatly. So it's like, okay, so these people are clearly paying attention, they're paying attention and they're getting some stuff behind them. If they can get, you know, some more money behind them, then who knows? So th- th- this could become a thing. Where did you hear about this initially, dude? Just like I <laughs> in the dark corners of the internet. Hand up, I googled. <laughs> How can I play NCAA football on my PS4? I was per- uh-huh. I was like gonna be fine with figuring out some way to like bootleg it. Yeah, uh, you know,
1: jailbreak your PS4. Uh,
0: anybody out there that's listening <laughs> from Sony, I I didn't say this, but you know, if I had to jailbreak my PS4 or something <laughs> to get NCAA football, I was gonna do it, dude. Like I I was like I was just at this point where I was tired of the games I've been playing. I was like, man, if what I have to do is break the terms and the terms of service for my PlayStation so be it yep i'm i'm fine with it in order to get ncaa football because that's the only game that i want to be able to play right now and uh it, instead i stumbled on doug flutie doug flutie's maximum football 2019 nice so how much did do you
1: know I have any idea how much doug flutie like would have had to back this game to get his name i have no on clue it?
0: i have no clue i'm curious i mean right when you turn the game on there's doug flutie so <laughs> i don't know kudos to doug I, flutie I just think that man we need we need a college football game. Dude, like, it, it is like, it if is if
1: you make any acceptable college football game, you would rake in the money.
0: That's what pisses me off about EA Sports. Yeah. All they have to do is take the game that they have put out before, take the teams out, yeah. Anybody, you can use any logos that you want. It doesn't matter. And then put out like a commu- and then put a community logo editor on there. Yeah. And that's and they put the game out, and, like, and everyone would buy it. Yep, absolutely. I was, ta- I was talking to my buddy last night. I was like, man, if they just put out a game that is literally just the game engine, it, there's nothing else. No teams, no nothing. It's like you got to download the teams. You know, you got to go and put your own, own league together. Yeah. And the name of the game was College Football 2020, and they made a College Basketball 2020 and a College Baseball 2020, and they sold them for 150 bucks. People will buy it. It, they would probably be three of the highest selling video games of all time instantly. And all they have to do is put the game engine out. And that's what is so crazy to me. How hard is this? It, like I'm, I'm sure it's a lot harder than what I think that it is, but I can't imagine that it's that difficult to go in there and be like, all right, we're just going to put a bunch of computer generated players on these teams that have no likeness at all, literally have no likeness to anybody, yep. you know, and then we'll take all the schools out computer generated schools, or we'll like come up with 130 schools, you know, with mascots and all, not like real mascots, but like the logos and all that kind of thing. And it's just like all the old created, the OG created team, uh, NCAA football schools will be in there. And then people can go in and make their own logos and do what they want to do from there. Yep. And that's it. And it doesn't take anything more than that. And I would buy the game.
1: I would too. And many millions of other people.
0: Millions of other people. And it's like, if they just put out dynasty mode, Literally, yeah. it's just dynasty mode. Here you go. You don't get road to glory. You don't get any of the other things. Just dynasty mode. That's all I want. Yep. And nobody out there is willing to be the one who just does it. You know, and like you just call it college football. College football twenty nineteen. College football twenty twenty. Whatever doesn't matter. Like yep. you did not NCAA nothing. College football twenty twenty. College basketball twenty twenty.
1: Amateur football, twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't know. There, it. This thing seems so easy to me, and yeah. that it would probably make as much money as Madden does already, like on the first day. Yeah, because I mean, everybody, defi- everybody yeah. hates Madden too. So again,
1: definitely on the initial release. Maybe not year to year, like like Madden does, but definitely on the initial release since it's been six years now since the last game came out.
0: Like I said, if it it was three, if they put out three games, I'd pay for all of them. I'd, I'd buy them all. I, I really legitimately, I would. Yeah, you know, and I would it be probably an ill advised choice. Yeah, you know, but I, I know that I would play those games until I literally couldn't play them anymore.
1: I would too. All right, good hot That's suit into
0: my into my rant. Thank, <laughs> shout, but at the end of the day, shout out, cheers to the folks that uh, that created Maximum. What is it? Maximum Doug Flutie's Maximum Football 2019. <laughs> I can't even remember the name.
1: And with that, cheers! I believe our oak, oak leaf is officially it is officially gone. Oh good, gosh! Good job thank, to thank us. You. Thank you. All right, goodness. my not this week. Oh, Memorial Day is coming up. It is by the time we when do. When is episode, it? I mean, in two weeks. Oh, okay. So in two in two weeks, we'll be doing episode 100 as well. But like again, it's Groundhog Day every day. So what am I gonna do for Memorial Day? Like I don't get to actually enjoy Memorial Day. It's gonna be another boring day at home.
0: Well, I mean, on Friday, don't all the don't all the restrictions expire?
1: I mean, I guess, yeah. What am I gonna do? I, I just got my hair cut, as you can see. So By who? I, who cut your hair? My, my, my sister cut my hair. Oh, so man, that was I, we, we went home for Mother's Day. Um, one of the ulterior motives for going home was, I, I I wanted to ask my mom if she still had her clippers, because she used to cut my hair when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna do it myself. As everyone's did. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I, I asked her if she had them, so I could do it myself. And then we kind of got to the point where, hey, why, why, why doesn't my sister just do it in front of the family for some entertainment so yeah that's what happened so i got my quarantine cut from my sister thank you maggie and yeah that's what look, I'm it real- doesn't look bad dude she did a good job i thought i, I mean it's, it's, just a, it's just a typical buzz
0: yeah it's just pretty basic but yeah yeah no it's, it's solid dude
1: it's gonna last me a solid month at least so yeah. yeah uh i can show you my hair is not you have you have like, you have the long hair which i usually have like, I usually have longer hair than you, but you yeah, have dude. you have nice long hair right now. My
0: hair is, like, as long as it's – this is probably the longest my hair has been since I was uh, –
1: Like, high school.
0: So, when I was a freshman in college, uh, this was in the middle of my, of my basketball season. Mm-hmm. And Leif and I were in the dorms. Basically, we were the only two people in the dorms uh, during Christmas break mm-hmm. when we were there practicing and you know, all that kind of stuff still. And my hair got so long – that I literally it, it hung it hangs in my eyes now. I have to wear a hat because it will hang in my eyes. Uh, it just was like in my eyes all the time. So I'd go to basketball practice and my I'd be pushing my hair out of the way because it would be getting in and I mean I was broke. I couldn't get a haircut, couldn't do anything in that stuff. So Leif and I got the bright idea. I was like, you're gonna cut my hair. He cut his own hair all the time. So I was like you can cut my hair. And we got went into the bathroom at uh at kresge hall at, in Indianola on, on the college, uh, campus at simpson college and he just buzzed all my hair off cut it down to like a one yep and it was just like we were just done i went from having hair that basically could touch the tip of my nose to just nothing
1: yeah and so this is the longest it's been since then and,
0: yeah this is probably the longest it's been since then it would get long sometimes in college but i would always go and get it so, cut stuff. so
1: be honest did you did you like justin bieber back then uh, no, man. Like, but did you want to be like Justin Bieber?
0: No, dude, it's crazy. That's shit. That's how everybody had it, man. Like, no, you're not it, wrong. And I know that it, it looks stupid, dude, that like, yeah. I see pictures of myself from back then. And I, I'm fully aware of how dumb it looked, you know? <laughs> and, but all my friends had their hair like that too. Yeah. And it's just like in 2012, that was just what people did, man.
1: No, yeah, you're completely right.
0: And I'm like, man, I wish I had learned about what a barbershop was <laughs> before I turned 20, yeah, part 20, you yeah. know, uh, and just stop letting people just cut my hair.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, too, though, like, there's, there's, once your hair gets long enough, if you want to keep it not buzzed, there gets to be a point where, like, you can cut it and it's just an easy cut every time. But if you, I mean, buzzing is obviously easy, too. But at the same time, like, if you're just going to maintain it long, like you probably did, then that's just easy as well.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, like, I keep a pretty regimented where my hair does it i don't yeah. let it get very long no before i'm like okay i'm going to the barbershop and getting it i mean it i was going to the barbershop at least once a month yeah to go and get my get a re, my fade redone and all that kind of stuff and it was just like it to me now i feel gross because my hair is so long yeah but i can't i don't want to cut it all off because i just want to be able to go to the barbershop and have them yeah cut it
1: and that was that was me literally yesterday before I got my haircut it's like I it had been the longest it's been in a long time and it just feels like I I was disgusting because I hadn't done anything to it you just feel your, your self-esteem is lowered man
0: I can't even I don't even try and like I'll, I brush it when I get out of the shower like or comb it you know so yeah. that it's not like all over the place but yeah. I don't put any gel in it anything like that I'm just like man it's just gonna sit there <laughs> and I'm just gonna put a hat on and I'm not gonna do anything with it again until well I mean hey if you're, not, if
1: you're not going anywhere then I mean you don't technically have to get a cut.
0: It just it really bothers me.
1: <laughs> well, hopefully relief is coming soon. Yeah. Mine that's my
0: knot this week. Barbershop's not being open. It's I didn't way. I didn't put one on the thing. But no. that now I know that that is what my knot needed to be.
1: That's a good knot. All right. Well, we'll wrap up this week with a few would you rathers again. Um, I have them written down here. All right, are you ready? Yeah. First, would you rather? Would you rather have to walk everywhere you want to go or permanently lose your ability to read.
0: Walk everywhere you have to go or permanently lose your ability to read. I mean, walk everywhere I have to go, probably.
1: Yeah, I think I'm with you. I mean, both really suck. Yeah. But, I mean... I think it, I could adapt. Reading is such an essential part of your life. Like, everything you do, you, like, you have to be able to read. Okay, so, Question. You cannot get it right with anyone else.
0: If so, say, for instance, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to make this decision. But before I officially made the decision, I moved to New York City. Mm. And I was like, okay, now i lock it in.
1: Okay. I'll walk everywhere. I see your point.
0: And I moved to somewhere that like logistically, you could truly just walk everywhere, Mm. you know, because, you know, I walk a lot of places now. Yeah, you know, you know that I walk yep. here most of the time when I when we do the podcast. Yep, and or I ride my bike, and that's just because like I you don't I, live that far away. I like doing that, you know, yeah. and I like walking. And I like riding my bike, and I just like that to me is an easier form of transportation than anything else. Yep, and uh, you know, I would be perfectly fine with that. I could not lose my ability to read though. Yeah, I, that just is not that i would miss that exponentially more than i would being able to travel in any kind of vehicle
1: and i mean if i if i was gonna you know present it as you had to pick by x i would say you had to pick within 24 hours yeah so if you think you can make it all the way out to new york in 24 hours starting from now then i would allow you to do that
0: i would just hop on a flight man it's like all right well i'm gonna have to be homeless for a little while but we're gonna figure this out yeah you know i'm gonna I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. I I just don't know like what are the most walkable cities in America? Mm. Like that would be the city that I would choose to live in.
1: That's yeah. This that I, would yeah.
0: be part of my 24 hours like okay, I'm going to do some quick research. I
1: mean, cuz the nice thing about about your job, I mean, yeah, you have to sometimes you have to be there to interview in person, but at the same time I feel like Oh no, like-
0: I'd be quitting my job. Like that would be <laughs> the problem. It's like I'm I'm leaving and I'm going to move somewhere where I can still continue to like live mm. my normal life mm. and not have to like i'd probably have to be i'd have to to find some new career that's true something where basically i can just like well i'd I'd probably work somewhere that i could walk to
1: the nice part about yeah the nice part about your your skill set is that technically you could do kind of what you do for cyclonic but it could be somewhere else
0: yeah i mean i'd I'd probably try and live in a downtown area somewhere and then i would look at all the businesses around i'd be like all right so which one of these do i feel like i can bring something to the table for yeah and i would just tell them just so you know I can't walk, or I have to walk everywhere. <laughs> I can't take business trips anywhere. Yeah. If I do, then I'm going to need probably at least a week's notice. Uh, yeah, you're living in New York. You
1: need to go to Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh, go ahead oh, and get a head start there, oh, Jared.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. That, that'd that be something else. All, all right. What's right. another one?
1: Uh, next one. We have three. Um, second one is, would you rather have unlimited battery in all electronics or have constant free Wi-Fi at all times? Um.
0: Man, probably battery and all electronics, I guess. Hmm. Like... Interesting. Go on. Free Wi-Fi on... Like, why would I... See, the, the, the
1: logic behind the Wi-Fi for me is that you wouldn't have to pay for any data plan at all. So, like, you would save money, and that would add up a lot over time. Yeah. Like, you could... I mean, it, it was just... The battery thing would be the same as you would deal with now, but you would save money every month. But like, imagine
0: do- if you would... I mean i would imagine you would probably save some on electricity if you weren't charging things
1: maybe a little bit i guess i I, in my head it would probably be more per month if you didn't have to pay for data but maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong there
0: yeah i don't know i would have to i mean because think about it you have to do some calculations probably
1: i mean you don't necessarily have to charge at home you could charge at the library yeah right so it's not your electricity you're paying for
0: i mean if we think about it like how many places can you go that you really like Unless you're out in the middle of nowhere, I guess. Like, that you truly don't have access to some level of free Wi-Fi anyway.
1: Well, I mean, if you want to work from the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Okay. From well, a remote yeah. island.
0: Sure. Uh, I'm gonna just going to say right now, that would be a logistical nightmare for whatever company put in that <laughs> Wi-Fi. Uh, yeah. Because I, I know how hard it's how hard it is for Mediacom to put in Wi Fi in the middle of Ankeny, let alone for some company to go to the middle of the Pacific Ocean and put in yeah. Wi Fi.
1: Well, isn't there some company that like Elon Musk is working on where he like launched a satellite that's going to supposedly give Wi Fi anywhere you go? Isn't that literally what
0: a cell phone data plan is? Like, I mean, yeah, but like, we, we'd probably have to pay for it. Yeah, you're right. True. At what point are they going to be like, okay, hmm. why the internet is literally just like a human? Hmm. right you have you have act you are as a human being you are fully granted the access to the internet at all moments of the day um never i don't know (laughs) like yeah that ain't gonna happen you know that's a good point so Hmm. uh, that's just where it's like i i don't know what was my other choice oh the batteries yeah Yeah. i'd probably just choose batteries Hmm. because realistically Nothing in life is free. It would be nice. I'd probably to just, have to pay taxes on those on that Wi-Fi. It
1: would be just nice to just never have to worry about plugging your phone in, like strictly from a charging standpoint. Yeah, it's like, hey, I can just fall asleep with my phone next to my bed, not have to worry about charging it. You know, go everything forever. computer. Yeah, you know whatever computer. it
0: might be. Like it's just no, everywhere you go, you don't have to worry about batteries. Yeah.
1: All right, fair enough. I see both points. All right, last one. Would you rather travel the world for a year, all expenses paid, or Get fifty thousand dollars cash. Man. So basically this is kind of a this is kind of a would you rather you know have experiences or would you rather have things is the way I look at this. But I don't know, man, because I feel like the thing about fifty thousand dollars cash is you could turn that into more right. if you invested you, or something.
0: If you took the if you were smart with that fifty thousand dollars I mean, I don't know how much. Here's my other deal. Or here's my first thing that I'll say. I love the idea of traveling to around the world for a year. I like the idea of it. Yeah. But I know, like, the kind of person I am. Yeah. That I know that I also would not really enjoy that that much. You know, mm. like, I like going places. Mm. And, I, and it's, it's always fun to do that. But, man, I can only be somewhere for four or five days tops, probably. Yeah. Before I'm like, man, I'm ready to go home. Well, I mean, you know. Oh, if you're ready to go home. I was yeah. going to say,
1: if you, if you were going to say that you you get bored after you're somewhere for three or four days, then you could just get go somewhere new after three or four days.
0: Well, no, that's I'm just saying, like, I would yeah. get homesick because yeah. I, I, like I like being home. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, you know, like, I don't go very many places. Yeah. And even when I do, I don't go that far, you know. Yeah. I, when I went to Oregon last year, that was the first time I'd left like when it, something that wasn't for work. First time I'd left the immediate area of Iowa in, uh, in probably four or five years, mm-hmm. and uh, that's like that's what I'm saying. Like I and even when I'm there, I'm out there thinking about like what I'm gonna do for work and stuff like that. I'm not like yeah out there just like kicking it, you know. Yep. and uh, that's what I I just i don't think i'd want to travel the world for a year
1: okay so then let me let me revise in a little bit so what's the what's the minimum amount of cash that you would take in order to just take the cash instead of traveling the world for a year the minimum amount yeah so like like so say yeah like maybe twenty five thousand. yeah i mean if
0: you were going to give me like ten thousand dollars i'd be like i'll just, I'll, travel I'll, just I'll just take the travel so 10 yeah, $10, I mean,
1: 10 10k is the number
0: yeah i'd say you have to at least it would have to be at least a year's salary which I'm not going to say how much that is, but it would <laughs> yeah. have to be at least a year's salary, and so like fifty thousand, I'd definitely take fifty thousand. Yep. Everybody now knows that I don't make fifty thousand dollars, but that I don't think that that's any secret for anybody who knows anything about journalism. So, yeah. uh, it's just like I would, I'd be perfectly fine with the fifty thousand. I'd be like, man, I yeah. and really, I'd be like, i well, just, t- I could set half of this away, yeah, in a place where it's like no one could ever touch it, yeah, and then. This other twenty five thousand, okay. What am I gonna buy? You know, well, I and get I mean, some things that I've been wanting.
1: Think about how much travel you could do with twenty five thousand dollars
0: too. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, I could go. You can go, go to some
1: really cool places for twenty five k.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I'd probably go somewhere like I'd be going to like California. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'd go to, uh, I'd go out to Oregon again. Like I'd be going places like that. Yeah, I'd go to Washington and not go to the area of Washington that I've been before. <laughs> uh, I would be going places like that because it's like that's where those are the places that I am more it's like, man, I'd like to go there, yeah. you know? And that's usually because I have a very specific reason that I would like to go there. And it's not like, you know, I, I think it'd be cool to go to Australia to see koalas. Like if that'd be the only thing that if I went to Australia, it's like, this is why I want to go to Australia. I just don't care to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't care to go. I think I've, I've I i do not know if I've ever said this on a podcast before, but it's like, I don't care to go to China. Like, yeah. I just, there's nothing in me that is like, yeah, yeah, I'm down. I'm, yeah. I really want to go to China.
1: Like, for me personally, I, I think it'd be fun to go to Europe. Like, I think there's some cool things in Europe that I, I would like to see. Like, and maybe maybe Egypt. I think it'd be cool to see the pyramids. But beyond that, like, there's not much in other places in the world other than, like, beaches that I'd like to go, like, you yeah. know, on vacation and see.
0: I just think I would be, I would be so blown away just, like, if I went to somewhere that a lot of other people go, you know. Like, there's so many of those things, it's like, I remember when I saw a Statue of Liberty for the first time, the only time, I guess. And you see it and it's like, that's cool. Well, (laughs) I saw it. (laughs) It looks just like it does in every picture you see, you know? Yeah. yeah. And there's not that many things that like, you can't just like see it now to where, you know, I, I'm sure if I saw the great wall of China, I'd probably be like, man, like that's the great wall of China, you know? But like, I don't think I would be just absolutely blown away by it because yeah. I, I would already be knowing exactly what I'm going to see from the Great Wall of China anyway, yeah. more or less.
1: And, you know, I think I think a lot of the appeal for me, especially if I was going to go, like, travel abroad somewhere, I think a lot of the appeal for me would be, like, local food would be a bigger draw for me than, like, if you see the Great Wall of China, great. But, I mean, there's got to be a lot of, like, local Chinese or Japanese cuisine that yeah. would be, like, way cooler and I experience. I
0: would, and that's why, to me, just traveling domestically is more appealing yeah because i don't want and i know a lot of people speak english in other countries but it's like i just i want to go and learn places r- learn about other places but i want to learn about other places from like people that i know that i can easily communicate with and there's not going to be any problem for me to just like yeah, immediately jump land somewhere and be like all right now I want to go and talk to people. Okay. What do I need to do here? Yeah. You know,
1: and I'm kind of with you there a little bit. I mean, there's, there's a level of anxiety about being worried about being able to communicate with people.
0: Yeah. And that's why I'd probably be like, I'd be cool with going to like, you know, London. Yeah. Or everyone still speaking English or English Ireland there. or like yeah. somewhere like that. And I I don't want it to make it, i feel like i sound like i'm really like <laughs> you're such a homebody jared yeah, i'm such like a small this this is like a super like small town I Yo, Iowa Clorinda, thing, Pete, boy. like thing for me like to where i say like oh going to california is very extravagant but no like to i just would like to go there and i i would just like to observe the way yeah that those people live and i feel like seeing the way that they live it is more uh it would be more um I don't even know how the best way to explain it. It would help me be able to form perspective about the United States of America and the place in the way that it impacts me, you know, in the way the country, which is the country that obviously impacts me more. So if to see those kinds of places, it would help me form my perspective of like what of what life is like. Mm. And that's what like, I don't know, like what happens in China. Well, Okay. (laughs)
1: China's a mystery to everyone. Uh, Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, well,
0: like, what? obviously what happens in China is really seriously impacting me right now. But, like, that is a whole other side of uh, a whole other deal. But I'm saying, like, what happens in, you know, uh, man, I'm trying to think, uh, Singapore. Like, what happens in Singapore? Like, I, just, I don't... Thailand. Probably nothing that I'm going to go there and then come... Besides just to be like, yeah, I just got back from Singapore. <laughs> what was that like? Oh, you know, it was cool. Like, yeah, the people were pretty cool. I don't know. I guess I... Uh, yeah whatever you see in Singapore and that that's just like, I don't know, but to be able to go to California or Oregon and be like, dude, that's the thing about when I went to Oregon, man, I'm sorry, I'm on tangent. And then I'm, I'm going to say this and, and then we can be done. When I went to Oregon, man, it's crazy to me how we can be on the same continent. And, uh, only, you know, however many miles away, I don't know how many miles that is. Probably A lot, 2k but, or yeah, 2,000 miles or something like that. 1,500 miles. And, how tall the trees are Mm -hmm. and that was just the kind of thing that when i was there to look at it and be like man it's crazy to me how this one country that we all share and uh there's one like big patch of land how different it is yeah and you can be in this place and it's like and you're not in the same place but you're like you know you're in the same place yeah and uh and it's just and that's really cool to me yeah, and I'm with
1: you there. I think there's a, there's a lot of appeal to domestic travel because like, the United States is such a big country that the, the, there's so much different about the East Coast, you know, the Midwest and yeah. the, the, the West Coast.
0: Dude, and that's why when I went to Orlando, man, when one of those days after I had got done with my work, I got an Uber and we were driving. I can't even remember where I was going. But basically I got in there and I told the Uber driver, I was like, I want you to take the longest route you can. And it was an older lady, um, really, really, really nice. Uh, And I was like, "I want you, like, tell me about Orlando." And she was driving me around, man, to these like, to these areas, and telling me about the orange trees and how there was this freeze where all the orange trees had died, and the farmers sold off all their land, and then they and it became malls and car dealerships and stuff like that, and like telling me about these small neighborhoods that had been. Uh, that's like the small neighborhood she grew up in And showing me like where this was And all this kind of stuff And like this is what Orlando was When I was growing up And then you look at it And it's like how it's split And on one side There's all these family owned business And all this and, and things like that And then on the other side There's McDonald's And Burger King and, all this, and it's like And it's crazy How the town is split You know And like that's the kind of thing That I like to learn about Is it's like What is it about Why is this city the way that it is You know And mm-hmm. what what, like, shapes this, you know? Yeah. And you can just tell that there are people who have lived there their entire lives, that they have animosity towards the corporations, like the uh, the universals, yeah. the Disneys, because they're, like, they took what was a real city. And I've said it before, like, I think Orlando's a horrible city. It's, it is not, it is one of the fakest cities I feel like I've ever been in. And that was one of the few interactions that I had where I was like, man, this is what it seems like it really would be like to be someone who lived in Orlando, yeah. You know, where you like
1: you can you can sympathize with the people in Orlando,
0: yeah. And it's just like man, like I, I can see why where that would be tough. Where the only thing your city is known for is tourism. Is yeah, tourism, and even the tourism is not has nothing really to do with just like something organic. It's just these two huge amusement parks that these companies decided to build yeah. in your city because they could buy enough land, mm-hmm. and that was like that's what i think is cool yeah you know and i well
1: there's definitely a lot of that to to travel around and see in the united states so i I can get why you would be inclined to do domestic travel
0: i just went on a ridiculously long (laughs) tangent that had nothing to do with what we were talking about
1: (laughs) well it kind of did i mean the the whole traveling aspect of the would you rather we originally proposed yeah
0: all right man it was good talking to you
1: yeah how how long do we stretch that into how how long has this pod gone on one hour and 16 minutes holy crap dude yeah (laughs) i was expecting this to be like 45 minutes max dude i
0: feel like that's the one and i've told steph this before i don't know if i've told her on air but i've told her you know just like when we we're talking um the thing i like about what we do no, no we'll save this we'll save this oh okay, okay. because we've got uh episode 100 for percent up next. that's what i'm saying man we've got uh holy crap we can sit and think for two weeks and then we can come back and uh, we gotta
1: do something cool i don't know what it is yet but man. Uh, is yeah
0: cool? we'll figure something out dude but um Next time we talk to you, it'll be for uh, – or talk to everybody, it'll be for, for the 100th time. That's right. So, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, you know, check out our Patreon. Check out everything else coming out on CycloneFnatic.com this week. Rob wrote a really great feature on Carter Bykowski, uh the former Iowa State offensive lineman uh, and then NFL offensive lineman. Uh, and we've got some other great stuff coming, uh, coming along here in the, in the next few days as well. So, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Peace.